Now, just a minute. Look, Brigadier, look. I think it's starting. Well, here we go again. Welcome to the Whovian Report, Episode Zero. This is a Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, you might ask, oh, another Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, it's another Doctor Who podcast. Um, I've been listening to uh, podcasts in general for years. And um, when this new series started back in 2005, I started listening to uh, podcasts such as Podshock and uh, Radio Free Scarrow and the Doctor Who podcasts. And I listened to them for years and still continue to listen to the ones that are still going. And uh, so I've always loved podcasts and always thought about starting one. Uh, And so I just eventually uh, got around to doing it. I kind of cajoled, bribed, uh, begged two of my friends, Sarah and Sarah. Yes, they're both named Sarah, uh, to be my uh, co-hosts. And yeah, so we started the Whovian Report. So it's an odd time to start one, uh, given that, uh, you know, this is a gap year for Doctor Who. Um, being that there will be no new episodes other than the Christmas special uh, in 2016. Um, But hey, you know what? There's plenty of Doctor Who to go around. There's lots of uh, classic series to talk about. There's lots of uh, Big Finish. There's the various conventions that go on throughout the year. So there'll be plenty of stuff, plenty of Doctor Who stuff to talk about. So I doubt uh, we'll be lacking of topics. But this first episode is primarily going to be centered around the Gallifrey One convention in Los Angeles. If you're unfamiliar, Gallifrey One is the largest fan-run Doctor Who uh, convention in the world. It takes place every year in February, usually uh, uh, Valentine's uh, weekend in Los Angeles at the LAX Marriott Hotel. And uh, each year it gets bigger and better. Uh, and it's totally run by uh, volunteers, and it's fantastic. They do a great job. I've been to uh, eight of them at this point. Yeah, eight of them. And they're fantastic. So what we did was uh, we recorded a couple of segments from Gallifrey One. Uh, we recorded um, Saturday night and Sunday morning. Um, unfortunately, uh, Sarah W. couldn't make uh, the trip to Gallifrey One. Uh, she had something come up, so it was just me and Sarah H. But we, uh, you know, we lassoed our friend Matthew, who we met at previous galleys, uh, to join us on the podcast for a couple of segments. We recorded these in the lobby of the hotel uh, during what's uh, uh, affectionately uh, known as LobbyCon. And LobbyCon, uh, I guess the origins uh, of it, is that uh, the convention starts on uh, Friday, uh, runs to Friday through Sunday. Uh, but technically, a lot of people come into town Thursday evening, and they even have uh, like an ice cream social uh, that the convention officially puts on like late Thursday evening for early arrivals. But LobbyCon in and of itself is just basically people hanging out in the lobby of the Marriott and drinking and mingling and catching up. Um, to give you an idea of the layout, uh, the convention floor where all the panels uh, and all the activity for the con is held, it's on a floor below the main level of the lobby level of the hotel. 
Uh, so you must go down a set of ex escalators to get to the actual con floor. Uh, so above that, the lobby, the main entrance, it's, uh, it's laid out with lots of couches, and that's where all the restaurants and the Starbucks are. And that's where people congregate when they're not in between, um, you know, doing activities on the con floor. And that's where people congregate in the evenings after programming uh, and before the convention starts and then after the convention ends uh, until people start heading home. And that's what's called LobbyCon. Anytime people are just mingling in the lobby, it's LobbyCon, in case you haven't heard it. So, um because it's in a lobby of a crowded convention, uh, you know, there's background noise. So I tried to do the best with the audio for this first segment. So uh, we'll just roll on into that. Okay, we're here at the LobbyCon. Day two? Is this day two or day three? Day three. Thursday, day three. Thursday afternoon. Thursday. Day three. Okay, so yeah, we're in the LobbyCon. We just came out of the Program A. I just came out of Program A. Saw, um, I came off of a nap. It's really good. <laughs> saw Michelle Gomez and uh, Ingrid Oliver, their panel. Uh, they are great. Uh, was going to stay for John Hurt, but I forgot to go see him tomorrow, Sunday, the last day. So came back up here to the lobby for more cold uh, beer. Drinking beer. And uh, uh, people watching and costume watching. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. The triple guy is still there. It's amazing. We can't figure out why. I never see him sell any triples. But he's got a huge, like, three-section. He has the largest vendor space. Yeah, but he's he's got his triples though in full force. The Girl Scout booth is frequently unmanned. You know what? I, I didn't I didn't get any Girl Scout cookies. I didn't either. You can go there tomorrow. Yeah, if they're still there. There was a girl dressed as a chocolate chip cookie. A Girl Scout dresses as a Girl Scout cookie. So it must have been chocolate chip. It's probably something else. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. There's not as many original costumes this year. I'm seeing a lot of Doctor Who attire. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of original costumes. And normally you get you get kind of the random cosplay, like stuff that doesn't have to do with Doctor Who, but this year there's a lot of random stuff. Like I see a lot of Deadpool. Captain America. Captain America. Star Trek. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All in all, but all in all, so far. Oh, she was a Furby. A Furby is a. Then it must have been. <laughs> yeah. 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 You could clean up. I would. I would get like a Union Jack. I get a Union Jack with a TARDIS in the middle. Yeah. With a flag, like a TARDIS. Yeah. You got your requisite number. Well, the most frequent cosplay at Gallifrey One are girls in TARDIS dresses. Yeah. It used to be you had to get them from the Etsy or maybe eBay or every now and then you can get one off of BBC America or something like that. But now Hot Topic here is it. Right, right. Yeah, Hot Topic here is it. Lots of um, lots of uh, uh, fezes. Yeah, lots of fezes, yeah. sonic screwdrivers. Sonic screwdrivers. We're, we're being sonic by a fez-wearing uh, cosplayer right now as we speak, as we record this. A couple of, um, no, 
Yeah. yeah. No roast tires. Tons of Osgoods because of Ingrid Oliver's appearance. Uh, lots of um, um, River Songs as usual. Yeah, a lot of really good tennis. A lot of guy, a lot of skinny angle guys, tallish skinny angle guys who. Yeah, a really skinny, a, a, a deathly Deadpool who needs a sandwich. He needs a sandwich. Um, no, I think because they had that uh, that call out to uh, register your Dalek, maybe, maybe. Um, Maybe they only let a few in, but I've only seen like maybe three. I'm used to seeing like four or five rolling, rolling down the hallways. So they say it's because of traffic control that keeps the keeps the the, the uh, hallways, but the, the hallways are just as clogged as they always are. <laughs> so I don't know how how uh, good that uh, possibly. Right, I did see that. I did see that. Lots of kids. Lots of mm-hmm. They had two. They had initial science panel, a, a parent-child science panel. It was so popular, it sold out. They added a second one. It got it sold out. Well, registered out, uh, filled out within uh, minutes. So I'm sure that's going to be popular for next year. But yeah, lots of kids this year. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 That's cool. We went to one yesterday. Which one was that? That was the. Right. Yeah, it was. It was packed. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, definitely. So you that was yesterday, and you went to the sec to a follow up one today, right? Okay. Yeah. Dry humor. Yeah. Making it engaging and interesting. While you were at that one, the second uh, NASA panel, I was at the Color Separate Overlay 2 panel, which is really good, actually. It was um, it was fairly well attended. It's probably like the room was maybe 70% full. But it was really good. They talked about um, you know race and Doctor Who and uh, how ethnicities are portrayed and how the casting has been this year and in previous years. Uh, they even the panelists even talked about the, the classic series and compare what was uh, what was good, uh, what they got right uh, in the classic series, and what they got wrong. Uh, so it was really illuminating. I didn't go to the first one, which was apparently was two or three years ago, the first color separation over, color separation overlay. So it was really interesting. Uh, yeah. You mean um, not Tom Baker? Um, no, Colin, Baker. Colin Baker. Yeah, they're both money. They play off each other well. You can tell they've done. Yeah, fire alarm. Yeah, the fire alarm went off in the uh, for the whole Marriott hotel, and about ninety five percent of the people stood up but didn't evacuate because no one wanted to leave their seats. <laughs> so after a while, the uh, uh, it was a broadcast. It was a false alarm, so everyone sat back down. 
Yeah, you're flying out tomorrow. Yeah, I normally leave. I normally leave on Sunday, like early afternoons. But tomorrow, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna stay. In the morning, I'm gonna do the uh, cosplay uh, photography session out in the back because I brought my camera equipment. So I'm gonna shoot a lot of that. I'm gonna uh, try to see uh, Sam um, Anderson, uh, Danny Pink. He wasn't in this panel with um, um, with Missy and Osgood, I guess, because his schedule got changed. So I'm gonna try to see him tomorrow. Um, and I'm definitely going to go to the uh, the Verity uh, podcast um, panel, which they're going to do some game in defense of, Verity in defense of. I'm going to go to that. That's around 1 or 2 o'clock. So I'll pro- and I'm going to try to make it to the closing ceremonies and, well, the uh, year in review and closing ceremonies uh, tomorrow evening. I haven't done that in like four or five years. Yeah, it should be good. And we'll get word on what's up for next year's convention. Right. And announcements about how the tickets, when the tickets are going to go on sale and how they're going to go on sale. Uh, if you didn't go to Gallifrey One, the ticket um, tickets going on sale for this one was kind of a clusterfuck a bit. That's like a mild understatement. Um, the site crashed and uh, uh, it frustrated everyone. So this year, next year's, um, I believe they've found a different uh, vendor to host uh, the ticket sales. Uh, more, ro- more robust infrastructure, so hopefully it won't crash and people won't take off a day of work uh, to buy a ticket just to have the server crash <laughs> on them. So that would be bad. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, Radio Friscaro kicked it off. Uh, they always do a podcast um, live from the main program hall to kick off Gallifrey One. Uh, they have a, a lot of the uh, main guests from the weekend there. Um, that was really good. They always do a great job. They're yeah, they they're mini movie. They're mini movie. Yeah. Plus they filmed it on lo- location in London when they were all in London, or at least two of them were in London. Chris was uh, was not in London, uh, but the other two were. So um, and um, I mean, everybody liked it. Though. Everybody likes Radio RFS. Yeah, this is a good thing about Gallifrey One. It's uh, uh, Gallifrey One's my first con I've ever gone to of any sort, um, and it's always a unique, uh, great feeling when you go into a place where everyone isn't the same thing you're into. Um, you can look around, you see strangers, but they're not right. They're not really strangers. You don't know them, but you know something about them, and that's that's really that's you don't have that feeling when you walk into a grocery store or the mall or like a football stadium. Like you know something about everyone you see. Um, when you walk into here and it's great even the um, the hostess of the uh, restaurants she gets ribbons too like uh, she's collecting she has her own ribbons which is kind of fun so it's cool when the staff of the hotel um, get into it too Yeah, that was. I found it. I find it. I found it disturbing for some reason. Yeah, it, it, he had a nice beard. You know, he had a hipster beard with a bow, like about one inch below his chin, in, embedded in his beard. A little, a little bow. Um, clever, unique. Yeah, he gets points for cleverness, but uh, I still think I don't know. I see too many beards and man buns because I do CrossFit, and that's just full of dudes with beards and man buns. So I kind of have seen enough of them. But yeah, he gets a, he he was original. I haven't seen anybody done that before, so. That's true. We haven't seen anybody do that. Yeah. 
a lot last year. Two. I've seen two. But the one thing, when you do see them, they're always elaborate and good. That's a Monoptra, which are like a Monoptra. That's a classic, um, that's a classic series um, alien. Yes. I forget what story, and I forget which doctor, but it's called, they look like um, moths, kind of. Yeah, they look like moths. So that's what that is. That you're staring at quizzically. Like, what are you looking at? They're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scarf, uh, the scarf uh, knitter. Yeah. And I did actually buy something in the dealer's room. I bought a, um, what did I buy? I bought a, um, I bought a Tom Baker um, figure. Yeah, a lot of Tom Baker scarves. I bought a Tom Baker scarf and a Davros figure in his chair. So that's cool. It was on sale for 10 bucks. So, yeah, I don't have a Tom Baker. I don't have a Davros. Oh yeah, they're all around. And then I haven't seen the guy who, who's a dead ringer for Tom Baker. I know he's around here, but I haven't, I haven't seen him. There's a one cosplayer. If you've been to Gallifrey One, you know the guy. He looks just like Tom Baker <laughs> when he has the Tom Baker cosplay working. Went to the official. Um, there's on, there's a Facebook group, um, a ribbon. Um, trading group on Facebook where you go and you post pictures of your ribbons that you're going to bring to Gallifrey one and um, they had a meetup out in the courtyard they've had several over the course of the weekend so far um, and I went to the one today and I was kind of slacking in my like uh, lobby con Thursday night I traded for a lot of ribbons I was kind of slacking last night but I went to the to the ribbon, ex- ribbon exchange it's called the ribbon exchange uh, meetup and I got like 60 ribbons so I'm good to go I've got like a, probably about a hundred and Probably like 110, 120 ribbons at this point. So I think I'm good. Plenty to spare. Plenty to spare. Yes, the the TARDIS hockey think geek jerseys, which I no nothing uh, geeky jerseys. Geeky jerseys is the vendor. Yes. Yeah, they're 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 in full force. Lots of unit. Actually, I'm seeing a lot more unit than I'm used to. A lot of the con ops people, uh, the volunteers, they dress as unit, but I'm seeing a lot of unit cosplayers. So, you know, you can easily get confused uh, between you can't tell the con ops from the uh, unit cosplayers. Yeah, you know what? I saw some last year, but I haven't seen any this year. because he's old and grumpy and no one likes him, right? Is that just my opinion? I think that's your opinion. I think it's just, that's it. I think it's people who love David Tennant's opinion. Maybe so, I don't know. Yeah, I think... Yeah, the stand-up comedian, um, Crimshaw, Shrimshaw, I, I forget his name, I'm sorry. We got there a little bit early to get good seats. Mm-hmm. I pride myself on not being a fan of Peter Capaldi and not watching any of his work. And of course we get in there and it's the episode where Clara dies and the writers are providing commentary to the episode. So I knew she had, her character was killed off, but I hadn't seen the scene. And of course it's Peter Capaldi. So right. Do I get the lead? Do I stick around? I stood on my Peter Capaldi, but you loved you loved Clara getting killed. That made me smile. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it was a benefit. You got a benefit out of staying. That's good. Uh, we ordered uh, food. You know, if you, uh, of course, if you've been to Gallifrey, and if you haven't been, there's you only have really three food options. You have the Champ Sports Bar, which has a limited menu, and they say it's expanded this year, but it's not really that expanded. You get cheeseburger, you can get like a uh, nachos, you can get like a uh, fish sandwich or whatever. Potato skins. I think I think after like five blue moons, anything tastes good. So you have that. You have a fancy steakhouse. And you have a restaurant called Latitude 33, which is mainly a breakfast joint. But it's open for lunch, but not really for dinner. Uh, so we Grubhub. Um, so we're having, we had Chinese food for lunch. And actually, we're having Chinese food tonight. Exactly. And I said, where'd you guys get all this food? Like, and so we had to... By Grubhub. Yeah, please. Contact me. Report at gmail.com. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so we're just waiting for our food, uh, knocking back some blue moons. Uh, our other friend Matthew is still in the John Hurt panel. Actually, the John Hurt panel is probably is over now. So he's probably done. He's probably on his way around. Um, so that's going to wrap up this first segment from Gav Frey 1. Um, you can hear the volume is, is, getting, is increasing. That's because... The panel got out downstairs, so a lot of people are streaming upstairs. Yeah, there's nothing really to do until people line up for the for the masquerade ball, which is always huge. Half the con, at least half the con, goes to that. Yeah, I'm not sure. If anyone, um, there's our there's your your buddy Chase Masterson. She's right behind here. She comes. Yeah. Chase was in a lot of the panels. The lovely Chase Masterson, everyone. Always, always. Very sharp. We saw her and John Hurt and uh, and Frazier. We saw Frazier last night at LobbyCon. Working it. Working it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Lots well, of Amy Pons. You know, you see Amy Pons, it's always the redheads, right? It's no one, you don't see a brunette with a red wig doing Amy Pond. The only people who, the only people who do Amy Pons are, are women who are, have red hair. And they say, fuck it, I'll just be Amy. <laughs> Yeah. Two different people. Wedding dress too. Wedding dress, like River Song's always like uh, all you need for River Song is curly red reddish hair and a fancy gown. Yes. That's really all you need, and a and a sonic screwdriver. So throw on a wig and a leftover prom dress, and there you have it. And just say hello, sweetie, to people, right. and you're in. You're in. Lots of you know what? I think the the kilt quotient this year is high too. Lots, of men in lots, lots of is that Jamie's? I guess. Right, exactly. Oh, where's Matthew? Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's there. He's staring at his phone intently. He doesn't want to. Here he comes. I'm gonna put Matthew on the. Well, watch out! Don't lose the beers. Okay. Yeah, you can tell us about the John Hurt panel, actually, and tell me how is how. John Hurt to be my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> but why? 
funny. Uh, as a hundred stories knows everyone that's ever lived, apparently. Used to be drinking buddies with Tom Baker in the 70s. What was the first thing he talked about? Uh, the first story uh, would have been his kind of, uh, kind of went through his origin story as an actor and having, uh, obviously being one of the oldest people here like, coming out of that war generation. Right. Acting wasn't something you did. And so it was parents didn't understand this desire even himself didn't really think that was something that was a possibility and kind of going through that process of people noticing you're pretty good at this right let you go go and get some actual training uh, completely packed every single seat in that building was full and people lining all the walls and sitting on the floor. when I was leaving because uh, I left right before he started it was, people were streaming in it was standing room only standing room only for sure Headliners, you know, just because someone's famous doesn't mean they're actually going to be entertaining without the script. Right, right. But I think he may actually be more entertaining as John Hurt than as any other character. Really? Really? I'm going to try and go see him tomorrow afternoon, I believe. I think definitely that's yeah. something you have to do. Okay, I'm going to do that for sure. I was, uh, was kind of caught off guard that, that Sam Anderson wasn't there for the, uh, for the panel, but I guess that's part of his... He had to rejigger his schedule, I guess? Yeah, I just saw him downstairs, I guess, and he got caught in customs for like three hours today. Oh, because he was supposed to be on that panel yeah. with Ingrid Oliver and yeah, so uh, Michelle Gomez. He's finally arrived and okay. do some stuff tomorrow. Okay. He, he seemed to be in pretty high spirits for someone who went through all that airport crisis. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to check him out tomorrow, check out John Hurt, shoot some cosplay, and stay around for the, all the closing stuff. But, uh... Yeah, it looks look LobbyCon is, is heating up and it's only what? Six six PM. Six six PM. Alright, so I guess that's the end of our first little segment from Gallifrey One. Um, uh, we might check in tomorrow depending on how sober or uh, aware. Very unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fraser Hines, he's always great. It was particularly disturbing how much of the panel he spent hitting on Nicola Bryant, considering the interviewer is Nicola Bryant's husband. Oh, is that really? Yes. That's her. I did not know that. Yeah, but they've been doing panels together forever. He, he probably just he probably just blocks out whoever the interviewer is. He pod blocks out. He doesn't care. He will see. It. He'll be back here tonight too, roaming around, making the rounds. He holds court. He holds corner. court. He holds court. All the ladies. Yeah, the court of Fraser. All the ladies. All the ladies. <laughs> oh, thank you. All the ladies. Okay, guys, just to wrap up from um, Saturday night, Gallifrey One, Lobby Con's about to go into full swing. We're gonna go check out the. Um, we're gonna go check out the um, masquerade. Masquerade, and then the Just a Minute halftime show, which is the only reason to go to Masquerade, unless you know someone competing. The only reason to go there is the Just a Minute halftime. All right, guys, so uh, signing off until then. 
Yeah, so that was our report from Saturday evening. Uh, now I'm going to uh, play the section, the segment from uh, Sunday morning. The audio in this section is a little bit rougher. Something was going on with the levels in the, on the recorder. But I cleaned up as much as possible, so I apologize for any any audio glitches you're about to hear. But yeah, so let's uh, roll into Sunday morning. Okay, we're back. It's Patrick. We're back at Gallifrey One Sunday, the last day, the final day, here with Matthew. And um, it's early morning, late night, late night last night. Too late. <laughs> uh, so let's recap a little bit of the evening. Well, yeah, well, Saturday night's always the big evening night at Gallifrey. Uh, you know, the big uh, masquerade where all the people in their costumes go out on stage and some do skits and judges and a couple who win prizes. And the whole thing lasts from getting in line to leaving forever four or five hours yeah four or five hours yeah it's a major commitment particularly since some of the contestants are little children right right <laughs> it, gets, it goes like, like the, basically the masquerade starts past their bedtime their normal bedtime yeah yeah which goes into tomorrow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was pretty uh, well as far as I've only been to three um and you know everyone works hard in their costumes, and there are definitely some intricate and, and ornate ones. Uh, you could definitely tell from watching the uh, the masquerade. You can kind of tell who was going to win. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they break it up into groups so as many people can win as possible. But this you can usually tell. The, there were some some differences I noticed this year. You know, I go every year and. Not as many bad skits. Yeah. Which, which is, oh, I appreciate. <laughs> or at least their skits that, uh, I noticed the skits were, that were there were short. Not yeah. too many over-elaborate, uh, inv- over-involved skits. Uh, particularly not too many people having to mime along to recorded audio. Correct. Which yeah. is always awkward. Yeah, it's always, and it's never, it's never in sync. It never works out great. Yeah, definitely. The winner was uh, a cosplayer in Eldrad. Yeah. A very good Eldrad, very, I should say. Very shiny, covered in like diamonds and had the whole attitude. It had the whole, whole accoutrement of the, uh, I forget the little... Glowing uh, eyes. The glowing eyes, the glowing binocular device. Uh, really yeah. good. Really good. Yeah. From what I could tell, she deserved to win because she had great stage presence. She really pulled yeah. it off. That goes a big part. You know, not just having the best costume, which she did, but you know, not being cowardly and not staying too long, just really going out there and owning the stage. And the fun and impressive, which is always good. Yeah. A clever yeah. So you have uh, basically you have all the contestants uh, come out across the stage, and then while the judges tabulate the scores. Um, they go into uh, the game show called Just a Minute. Yeah, which is, which is really the reason I go every year uh, to play Just a Minute, which is a classic uh, BBC radio game show where a series of contestants have to speak on a given subject for a minute without hesitating, deviating, or repeating themselves. And it's pretty much impossible. And so they always say it's the longest minute of your life. And it felt like it. It does. Uh, the other contestants are always ready to jump on. 
mistake. And particularly in this game, when Ian McNeese's play jumped on you. Not he was not a mistake, yeah. Just when you're boring. Yeah, Ian McNeese was kind of like the bonus point machine. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, definitely playing it for a good comedy always. But again, there correctly, it was it was a particularly good round. Four round, a record four rounds. Yeah, the judges had uh, trouble deciding, so they had to keep stretching. And you could see how that was affecting the host, Paul Cornell. Well, not well, not well. He was, he looked weary. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> he looked weary. Um, but it was all in good fun. Chase Masterson won again. I think she's four and zero. Oh. She said, I think she tweeted this morning. That she's it's her fourth win, and she's never been never lost. Definitely skilled. So that was that was fun. I I had to tap out uh, before the end of just a minute, um, so I did not see the winner. But uh, um, you could tell it was going to be Aldrad. You could just tell. Um, so that was good. Then I, I I ducked back into the con a little bit later for um, the match game panel, which is a real real late night, real late, late night, night ribald. Uh, racy uh, yeah, panel. All the kids are put to bed. Exactly. Exactly. All should be too. Yeah, most of them. Most of them. Yeah, right next to the karaoke room. <laughs> right next to the karaoke room. Yeah. So that was interesting. I stayed for. I didn't stay till the end. Uh, uh, but a lot of good humor. A lot of good. A uh, lot of. A lot of double, triple, and and, and zero entendre. Just blade yeah. out, blatant. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, blatant, straight up blue language. Straight up blue language. Yeah, yeah. But all in good fun. Everyone, looked, it was a packed room, standing room only. Definitely, definitely, and everyone, everyone was having a good time and trying to think of as nasty things as they could. Of course, of course. And then um, after that, I checked into the karaoke room, which is it always goes till four or five in the morning, and it was in full I'm, swing. I'm not sure it hasn't stopped. Yeah, I, I've looked at tweets. I think if I go down there right now, there's still people. I've seen tweets this morning uh, that were like three hours ago from it. So there you have it. There you have it. And that was like the end. So that was the end of day three, which is the biggest day. Saturday is the biggest day of Gallifrey One. Yeah, it's, it's the main day. It's where you know, everyone wants to be there. And you have the most people wearing their costumes because you have the masquerade. And so all the halls are extra packed. Right, right. Today always feels like a bit of a... Right, right. So now people are starting to go home and the lack of sleep really starting to hit you. Mm-hmm. If you're like us, if you've been here since Thursday, really Thursday, um, doing the con, pre-con con, it's a, it can be a long, it's fun as hell, but it can be a long weekend. A great weekend, oh, but a long it's, weekend. It's the best weekend of the year. Yes. It's also the most exhausting weekend. It is, definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, so this is Sunday and... Um, actually, uh, lots of programs I'm going to see. I haven't seen Samuel Anderson uh, being interviewed yet. I'm yeah, going to see him today. That's the big thing. Usually on Sunday, part of the reason I always feel like a bit of a come down is because most of the programming is kind of repeats by now. You've seen all the guests and panelists that you want to see. Right. This year, it's slightly different because Samuel Anderson didn't get in until late last night because he had problems at the airport. So you have a bit of a new, a new thing, new new little toy to play with. Exactly, today, yeah. Which is, which is good. Gives you that little bit of extra energy boost to make it through to the end of the day. And he'll be on two panels. He'll be, he has his own uh, individual panel and he'll be on a panel with a couple of uh, um, uh, companions, new series companions. 
And yeah, uh, they, that's usually going to have a wrap-up each year. They have all their classic series guests in one panel, then all their new series guests in another, before they start the, the real closing ceremony. Exactly. Closing Which is yeah. it's good, you know, in case you missed anybody. You get in there, kind of, this evening, and you see pretty much everyone. Yeah, exactly. The people who are still in town. Yeah, everyone that doesn't have to go for work. Already. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, closing ceremonies is preceded by the year in review, which is a video program of uh, basically the year in review. It's always fun. Yeah, they play a bunch of clips. Just, I mean, an American adventure for a British show. They play a lot of clips from British TV and radio that most of the audience here hasn't seen already. So you get a bit of understanding of, of Doctor Who, how it was this year and how it was presented and talked about. It can be good fun. It's always interesting to judge the audience's reactions to the various clips and what do they applaud for? What do they boo for? Yeah, it'd be exciting for me. I haven't been to one in a few years, so it'd be good to go, good to check out. Usually, since I live local, I live in Los Angeles. I drive to the convention and stay here. Um, but usually by Sunday morning, I'm tapped out, and I check out by noon, and I kind of head home. But and I've done that for the past few years. But today, I'm going to stay till the end because uh, I want to stay till the end. Because uh, what the hell is someone going to do? I'm, I'm off work tomorrow, so yes. I, I ain't got nowhere to be. <laughs> so get the, get the last little. Yeah. Exactly. So, Sarah's here. Sarah, just, uh, you check out already? Did you get your boarding pass? No, I spoke with the concierge. The shuttle schedule is random. Random? It's every 15 to 20 minutes, so he suggested I get there 30 minutes before I actually wanted to leave in case I had just missed one. Had to wait for one in the 15-minute ride to the airport, so I'm not very impressed with their shuttle service. You want to give your recap of the end of yesterday, last night? I worked with the that's right, you did. I know, I know, but uh, I heard good things. And I, I never say through the day on Sunday. You're here all day, right, Matthew? Until tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I leave kind of tomorrow morning, so I'm I'm gonna be here for everything, <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah, I'm gonna go down to the um, back uh, to the courtyard and uh, oh, participate. You're the subject, right? No, I'm not the subject. I'm the photographer for the, the cosplay oh. photo shoot. It's been two hours of basically all the cosplayers who are awake. And um, that's a long time. Yeah, well, Is I guess that's a good question. It's on the well, it's on the it's on the um, schedule. I guess you just show up. It's almost like a meetup, basically. It's like a cosplay meetup. Yeah, I, I'll be curious how the turnout for that tends to be because I'm not sure I've seen the lobby this empty since Wednesday. Because it was a late night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Starbucks is always uh, booming. Um, we were joking that you can um, you can raise the price of the Starbucks here like a dollar each day. No one would care. The lines would just keep going. growing. Here's a few. I see, um, I saw a Missy. They're around. They're around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to be our wrap-up from Gallifrey 1. We may have a coda. I don't know. Probably not. I'll be too tired at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep, Dallas. That's in another month and a half. <laughs> How much am I making for that podcast to afford that flight? Oh, it's, uh... We didn't work out fees. We, we, didn't, we didn't work out your appearance fee and your uh, your stipend. Your per diem. Your per diem is ribbons. Oh. <laughs> I'm right. sure. Okay, I'll accept that. Exactly. Exactly. 
Okay, so from LobbyCon, from a very muted early morning, uh, tired. hungover, tired LobbyCon, um, we're going to sign off, and uh, we will speak with you soon. Okay, there you have it. Uh, that was a uh, Sunday uh, morning, last day of Gallif Gallifrey One. You know, our plans were to uh, record uh, one at the end of the day, um, but that didn't happen. We were just too tired and beat, and Sarah H. had already left home, and so Matthew and I basically just uh, actually did what I said uh, during that segment. I stayed th to the end, and it was fantastic. Uh, closing ceremonies and the uh, year in review uh, were great. So another awesome, awesome con. Definitely looking forward to uh, the next Gallifrey one, which will be uh, Gallifrey 128. Uh, yeah, they've been going for 28 years. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that uh, next year. Yeah, so that's it for the first episode of the Whovian Report. I hope you enjoyed it. You can uh, email us feedback at uh, gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter uh, uh, at underscore uh, report. And we also have a Facebook page. And you can find us on our website, whovianreport.com, www.whovianreport.com. Uh, so please, and also you can find us on iTunes, so please give us a review if you get a chance and feel so inclined. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, we will see you soon.